Welcome back to the lounge. We've got to get ready for week three. What a brutal, brutal week two. So many injuries. Enough injuries to make you want to have a stiff drink. And I'm about to have a stiff drink. And tonight, I'm so excited. I am so excited to drink this bourbon with you tonight. In my hands right now, I have a Weller 12-year weeded bourbon. Now, the only reason I got this bottle, and this is a very hard, very hard bottle to find. The Ohio Liquor Agency typically keeps a lot of the hard bottles and they distribute them throughout the year. Uh, in order to get this, they had a free bottle lottery. All you had to do is enter your name into a lottery. And if you won, you are eligible to buy this bottle at retail. Which retail right now is $39.99. Okay. Now, back in 2017, right, this bottle right here topped the list as one of the most sought after bourbons on the market. And just last year, 2019, this was actually second place, uh, the hardest bourbon to find behind Blanton's. Uh, back in, I think, what, 2014, something like that. The average, like on the black market, if you could find this in 2014, it was about $47. Uh, and now, if you can find this on the black market, it's anywhere from 200 to 250 um, So it's a very, very tough bourbon. Um, probably, like, after, after Pappy Van Winkle, this is one of the, this is probably the hardest... Um, weeded bourbon to find uh, from Buffalo Trace. Now there's different um, types of bourbons, weeded and and rye and and uh, all types of different kind of whiskeys. Um, but this is a weeded bourbon. And this actually, I'm sorry to take too long. I'm gonna go ahead and pop it real quick. This is for my bourbon fans because this is super excited. Um, it is a twist off. Oh, it smells so good. It smells so good. So. The Weller line, so Weller has several, Weller has several different whiskeys, uh, different lines, uh, and it's named after uh, William LaRue Weller. He was a whiskey salesman back in the late 1800s. Uh, he had his hand uh, in the naming of the Stitzel Weller Distillery. He helped um, build that. Uh, and uh, Buffalo Trace, which owns it now, um, you know, they said that um, William LaRue Weller was one of the very first distillers to offer bourbon with a high content of wheat uh, rather than rye um, as the flavor. Uh, and then back uh, in 1999, Buffalo Trace, they ended up buying the Weller name uh, and they introduced this Weller 12 in 2001. And they also introduced other Wellers that you may have heard of. Uh, Antique 107, which I've had on the podcast before. Special Reserve, which is the green label. Uh, 
CYPB, which is Create Your Perfect Bourbon. That's a white label. Um, a foolproof bourbon, which is like a bright blue. And I believe they just launched a barrel select or a single barrel, which is orange. I think they're they're coming up. I don't know if they've released it. I've seen a label for it. Um, and um, the, the the they have a foolproof as well uh, as this as this twelve year old. Um, and after the Pappy Van Winkles, and there's also a William Larue Weller bourbon, which is really rare. Uh, Weller 12 um, is pretty hard to get. Uh, it's aged, you know, 12 years at Buffalo Trace. So this one right here was started aging in 2008. Um, but what the cool thing is, here, let me let me see if I can get some. Oh, it smells so sweet. Oh, it smells like cherries. Oh my gosh, it smells so good. And I, I've heard a lot of good things about this. A lot of people that I've talked to said this may be my favorite bourbon um, that I have. Um, but so Buffalo Trace, they will not tell you what is in their mash bills. I'm about to take a, um, a swig. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? This is 90 proof. Oh, my gosh. This is better than Blanton's. This is better than Blanton's. This is some good freaking whiskey. Are you kidding me? Oh, it gives you that burn. I can taste like oranges. Oh, it's just it's creamy on your tongue. Cherry, caramel. Oh man, this is this is this is phenomenal. This is phenomenal. I unfortunately I don't know how many of you are gonna be able to get this. Um I've never spent a lot of money for bourbon, but I'd have to really, I don't, I mean, $100 for a bottle is a lot for me, but this, this is some good bourbon. This is some good bourbon. Um, so before we get into the ad drops real quick, um, just let me finish my story here for you. So Buffalo Trace, this is the cool part. They, they don't tell you what is in the mash bills, um, but we know for a fact that they use the weeded mash bill, the same mash bill for every every wheat bourbon that they make. So it includes all the Wellers and all the Pappies. Um, so that means that the Weller, this Weller 12, is the same mash bill and age as the Pappy Van Winkle uh, Lot B. And that's going for, you know, more than, I think, like $400 uh, on the black market. But actually, Buffalo Trace has admitted that the only difference between Pappy and this Weller 12 is that the, the the Van Winkle family, they actually will select the barrels that get included in the, the yearly distribution of uh, that get bottled for the Van Winkle for the year. And Buffalo Trace has tasters that select the barrels for the Weller 12. So the difference is that the Pappy family, they get to pick what they want to put in the bottle of of theirs. Now, Pappy um, has a 12-year, it has a 15-year, it has a 23-year. I think there's only three of them. So there's actually a recipe you can find online called the Poor Man's Pappy. Uh, and they say that is like two halves of the Weller 107 to one 
or two parts of the Weller 107 to one part of the Weller 12 because it'll bring the proof up, right? The the 107 and the um, the antique, and this is 90, so you would bring you would bring your proof up a little bit, probably around like I don't know 98, 100 proof. So I'm actually gonna try that because I do like my bourbon a little stronger. I love the the antique 107, and this right here is phenomenal, especially for those that don't like the strong bourbon. This is a phenomenal, phenomenal bourbon right here. I'm so bummed that it's, it's not readily available. So once this is gone, I'm not going to be able to get any more, which really bums me out. Um, this is so good. I don't even know if I want to put it on ice. I'm going to, but man, you could drink this straight. This this is how you would drink a bourbon and just fall in love with bourbon i mean this this is this is amazing this is this is terrific stuff i mean you could sit and drink this all night long i mean it's so smooth just like blends it gives you a slight burn in your throat just a little bit but just enough that you know it's there uh it won't make you stop drinking it won't make you look at it, it won't make you have a crazy face i mean it's just this is this is phenomenal um so you know this was a this was a bourbon that was before pappy right uh you know pappy when people didn't know you know what bourbon was like they heard about pappy the celebrities were getting involved and and everybody was looking for pappy you know and then they were asking liquor store owners well we can't get pappy what's the closest thing to pappy well the liquor stores were saying well, weller 12 i mean it's the same mash bill it's the, it's the same age uh, and it's 30 bucks. So it started going like hotcakes. And, and now it's one of the hardest things to get. Uh, I mean, it ages for 12 years. So you, they can't keep up with demand. Like I, like I said, this was bottled in 2008. So it's hard to supply demand. So very interesting bourbon. I'm excited that I got it. I'm sorry if I took too much time talking about it. I hope I didn't scare anybody off anyone that's listening to this that that isn't a drinker that that just wants to hear some ad drops for the week sorry i had to kind of get that out because we are bourbon fans and and um for those that do enjoy bourbon and like this i just wanted you guys to kind of experience this with me because this is one of the best bourbons that i've ever had if you're at a restaurant a steak restaurant and they have Weller 12 on the tasting menu. Get it. Get this bourbon. This is this is phenomenal. And I think anybody can drink this bourbon. Mm. I don't even know if I can put it on ice. I mean, I'm going to put a little on ice because I actually kind of want to put it away. I don't want to drink this all night. This is something that you have someone come over. You give them a nice sip. Um, and just say, yeah, experience this bourbon because this is tremendous buffalo trace does it again man it's amazing all right let's get into our fantasy football ad drops i'm sorry i've taken so long already uh if you listened to me last week hopefully hopefully i helped you you know find some some value uh hit some landmines a lot can change from week one to week two. So I want to make sure that, you know, we made that very clear last week. Don't overreact because of week one, a lot can happen. One thing you don't want to do is you don't want to sell off, you know, your valuable assets because they had a bad week one. Week two rolls around. Some of those, 
you know, bad performances resulted in good performances in week two. Uh, so we got week three ahead of us. So let's kind of go over a few. I'll talk about what I see um, and, and how much you should probably pay. And then at the end, we're going to talk about players that you probably should look for trying to get a week early. Those that don't have fab that are actually have waiver wire order. Some targets that you want to go ahead a week in advance so that way it doesn't cost you anything. Uh, but again, we want to save our waiver. We want to save our waiver position because we want to always be at the top in case there is a major injury. I mean, Saquon Barkley down with an ACL. Uh, and I'll talk about what I think we do with him in Dynasty on the new Dynasty Buzz podcast that I'm dropping like, um, was that, Thursday night? So it usually hits Friday morning. Uh, Chris McCaffrey's out several weeks with a high ankle sprain. Cortland Sutton's out with ACL. Uh, I believe there was like seven torn ACLs this week. I mean, that's unheard of. In all my years of fantasy football, I've never seen that. Um, it, it's really sad for the players. Uh, it really crushes a lot of fantasy teams. But fantasy draft, fantasy leagues are not won in the first few rounds of drafts. It's it's won throughout the draft. Getting depth. You got to have depth on your roster. You got to have the right players. You got to have the right strategy. Hopefully, you listen to me in the offseason. Uh, a lot of our players are doing well. Some of them not so well. Um, we'll see how things turn out. But um, So, I think let's talk about running backs. Running backs is the most important position for us right now. And I, th I think my top waiver ad this week is going to be um, Darrell Henderson. Now, Cam Akers got injured early. Um, and Malcolm Brown uh, broke his pinky finger, I believe. But Henderson was the most efficient this past week. Um, you know, he he had like he had 80, 81 yards rushing, 40 yards receiving, and a touchdown. Uh, he, way more effective than Malcolm Brown. Last year, Malcolm Brown was a one-hit wonder. He scored two touchdowns, I think, week one. Uh, and then after that, he kind of disappeared. Uh, and, and so I think it was really down to, you know, he got the week one start because he's the veteran. But I think it really boils down to Henderson and Akers. Uh, you know I'm a big fan of Akers. Um, but Henderson, I, you can't deny that Henderson is going to get the opportunity. Uh, so I'd probably, he's going to be my number one waiver ad this week. Because we want someone in that Rams offense that's going to be the every down back. Uh, and, and you never know, it could be Darrell Henderson. Um, so right now I'd probably spend about 20% of my fab. If you're really desperate for running back, um, probably more. But again, I'm, I'm high on Cam, so I haven't heard yet how severe his rib injury is. And a lot of times they can wear flak jackets for that. So he'll play in pain, but it's not like he shouldn't be sidelined very long. Um, but they'll probably take it easy for him, especially if Henderson's doing good. Um, so, I mean, there's always a chance that Henderson could come out week three and just, you know, shit the bed. So, you know, we don't want to um, invest too much fab in that in case he does, you know, struggle a little bit. Uh, the next running back that I have is Jarek McKinnon. In some of these players, uh, in the offseason, I talked about grabbing some of these players late in drafts. I, I wasn't targeting Henderson because I was a fan of, of Cam. Uh, but I was advising to add Jarek McKinnon late in drafts. He's two years removed from the knee injury. Um, unfortunately, Raheem Mostert has an MCL injury. Tevin Coleman announced he's going to be out several weeks. Uh, and they have Jeff Wilson. I know he was battling some injuries. So really, I think it's going to come down to Jarek McKinnon is going to be the uh, the bell cow back uh, this week. 
Um, and we know that any Shanahan coached offense generates good rushing yards. I mean, I think back in Houston when he was OC, they had Aaron Foster. Atlanta, he made Tevin Coleman, and he made Devontae Freeman a player that you thought was good. Uh, but clearly that was uh, Shanahan's doing. Um, so don't overreact for Freeman. We, we'll try to add Freeman for free, uh, but we're not going to spend any money on Freeman. Um, Shanahan made made Devontae Freeman just like he made Raheem Mostert. His, his offense and his running scheme is is dynamic. And Jarek McKinnon was handpicked by Kyle Shanahan to be his bell cow. Right now, it was two years ago, and he since had a torn ACL. And then last year, they put him on IR because he had the swelling. But as of yet, I haven't heard of any type of setbacks for for McKinnon. So I really want McKinnon. I'd actually give twenty five percent of my fab for McKinnon uh, because he's dynamic. Um, this last week, I think he had fifty five yards. He had a touchdown. Uh, you know, and that was splitting the role with Mostert and Coleman. So with them both out, McKinnon's going to get the full workload. Um, probably um, Wilson, if he's healthy, he's going to get some run. But I think McKinnon's the guy. He, he offers you the receiving upside. He offers you the rushing upside. Uh, 49ers are decimated with injuries. But again, McKinnon also carries that re-injury risk. So we don't want to invest too much. I think I'm happy with 25% of my fab on him um, because I don't know how long he's going to be uh, – the bell cow there but he could help us win a few weeks right now with all these injuries we got to secure some wins i don't know what your record is uh but you've got to secure some wins because you never know when an injury is going to hit take advantage now of teams that that have injuries and you're probably have going to have league mates that were really struck hard by the injury bug they're going to overpay for a lot of these running backs um so i would put a few fab in for some of these running backs and hopefully get one of them but don't overreact because just like naheem hines uh, disappointed, Benny Snell disappointed, Peyton Barber disappointed, all the guys that I talked about last week, uh, they all disappointed. Uh, so we don't want to overreact, um, but we do want to make sure we are aggressive and that we do, you know, get players that we need to help us win, at least string a few wins together. Uh, and, and then the last running back that I won is Mike Davis. I mean, Christian McCaffrey's out. Mike Davis proved last year when he got a bunch of carries. He hit 100 yards a few times, I believe. Uh, so Brady's going to have to get creative. Uh, and I think that, you know, Davis is going to be serviceable, probably just a flex player. Uh, he's not going to replace Christian McCaffrey's production. Nobody will, clearly. Um, but there's no other, like, free agents that, that uh, the Carolina Panthers can bring in. That's really an upgrade from Davis. So I think that I think he's a starter. Uh, and I think he's the bell cow back. Um, but again, I think he's only a flex option. I'd probably give, you know, 20%, 25% of my fab because they already said McCaffrey's out four to six weeks. So as long as Davis stays healthy, you should at least see, have him as a starter for four to six weeks. And even if he's your flex spot um, or if you're desperate, he could be your running back too. Um, but if you have McCaffrey, you're going to have to figure something out. So look, look for some of these guys. Uh, Henderson... McKinnon, Davis, um, you know, they could help you out. Uh, looking at receivers, and I'm not sure if these players are available in your fantasy leagues, but if they are, I think you should jump on them. Especially number one I have on my list is Brandon Cooks. Um, you know, we were talking about him late in drafts uh, where he could possibly be Houston's number one wide receiver. Will Fuller is already hurt. 
Uh, in this last uh, week against the Ravens, Brandon Cooks put up five receptions for 95 yards against the Ravens. Okay, now don't hold Week One against Brandon Cooks because he was battling that hamstring injury. He it was close to being a game time decision, um, so he didn't do very well. But again, he wasn't 100% healthy. He came in against the Ravens, put up five for 95. And to put that in perspective, when Cleveland played the Ravens week one, their leading receiver was Jarvis Landry at 60 yards, and OBJ had 22 yards. So Brandon Cooks just completely balled out. I'd pay about five bucks for him. If he's not on your on your league mates' rosters now, they're probably not going to overpay for him, so I'd probably put a fab waiver in for five bucks. But if he is available, I would definitely want to get him on my on my roster because if, if Will Fuller is out for a while, I don't know even what the injury was, but he put up, I think, zero fantasy points this week. Brandon Cooks is the guy there. Uh, and if anything, a flex player um, on your lineup. So I definitely would target him. Another one is LaVisca Chenault. Okay, LaVisca, he's getting used all over the field. Uh, he had five carries as a running back, five carries for 37 yards. Uh, he had three receptions for 35 yards. So, you know, they're involving him in the offense. It's going to take him a while to, to get acclimated, but it's only week two, and he's already showing he's running back. He's wide receiver. I'm sure eventually they're going to give him looks at quarterback, um, you know, in some, some goal line situations. Um, you know, maybe not as much because Minshew, you know, Minshew is pretty mobile. Um, but he can be used all over the field. So I want to get LaVisca Chanel on my team, keep him on my bench, use him as a flex throughout the season. I think he's only going to get better. So I want to have these guys on our roster so that we're ready for a late season run. I'd probably throw five bucks at Chanel. Uh, hopefully um, your league mates don't really focus on him because they're they're adding you know one or two running backs. Also, Brian Edwards. I uh, talked about Brian Edwards last week uh, as a player that you want to go ahead and get a week early so that he's free. Uh, and again, he probably could be free again this week. Don't use your waiver claim on him. You can wait till afterwards. Um, but I think he had like two catches tonight for 42 yards against um, Marshawn Lattimore. I think Marshawn Lattimore was on him most of the game. Uh, and that's, you know, Marshawn Lattimore held Mike Evans to, to one catch last week. So I think that Brian Edwards is going to be much better at the end of the season. So we want to make sure we get him and just kind of sit on him so that when he does start to mature and be, be you know a big part of that offense, we have him on our roster. So uh, if you have deep leagues, um, try to get him. Uh, if you have smaller smaller league size, you know maybe you don't have the room for him. But I do like him. I'd pay five bucks for him. Maybe you can probably get him for less uh, since he didn't score at all tonight. Um, but I like him. Um, Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy. Now that Sutton is out for the year with an ACL, Jerry Judy uh, is the number one receiver on that team. Also, KJ Hamler could be sneaky. I think KJ had 48 yards. Judy had four receptions for 62 yards. I think he's going to be the focal point with Fant. I think he's going to be quarterback proof. I think he's going to be the type of receiver that's just going to be open. Quarterback, especially a guy like Driscoll, is going to lean on him because he's going to know that he's going to be open. Uh, and I know Judy got banged up just a tad. Uh, so I'm not ser sure how serious it is. So let's look at how serious the injury might be. Uh, and, 
you know, keep our eye on that because I think Judy is definitely uh, something that we want to um, target now that Sutton is gone for the year. Um, let's look at uh, a, a receiver that I, I try to hype in the offseason. Uh, you never know what's going to happen. You can't predict injuries. Um, but Traquan Smith, now that Mike Thomas is out, Traquan Smith tonight had five receptions for 86 yards. The leading receiver besides Kamara. Kamara just balled out tonight. He had nine catches for 95 yards. Just balled out. But everyone was saying, oh, it's Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders is the guy. Well, Emmanuel Sanders had one catch for 18 yards. Okay. There's nobody on the Raiders that should shut you down for one catch for 18 yards. Emmanuel Sanders is dust. Uh, father time has caught up to him. It's over with. Traquan Smith is the guy that you should have had, the guy you should have been targeting. Um, you know, some of the best victory laps are the ones where everyone gives you so much pushback because they don't see things the way you see things. Um, it, it's funny because in, in Scott Fishbowl, two or three of my last picks were Jarek McKinnon and, and Traquan Smith, and I'll be starting them both. I started Traquan this week. I'll be starting Traquan and McKinnon next week. This is how you win in your fantasy league. You grab these players with upside. Now, yes, I, I can't take a victory lap for, you know, injuries, right? No one can predict Michael Thomas is going to get hurt. Nobody can predict Raheem Moster can get hurt. But what you can prepare for, and if this is something that I can help you uh, educate you in your fantasy drafts, you can prepare for worst-case scenarios with players that have tremendous upside and who potentially could be their replacement if something happens, okay? So we talked about McKinnon being a, a cheap value because uh, the 49ers running game, he's coming back finally healthy. And, and Traquan Smith, your last pick in your draft, and he's free. He's basically free, and if anything ever happened to Michael Thomas, Traquan Smith, third-year breakout potential. Um, so if he's available on your waiver wire, I, I'd probably go after him. I'd probably put five bucks down, I think, you know, Thomas can come back, but it's a high ankle sprain. It's hard to plant and accelerate out of a break with a high ankle sprain. Uh, anyone that's had a high ankle sprain knows how painful it is. And 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 McCaffrey and Michael Thomas are, are even if it says they're going to be back in four to six weeks, they're not going to be the same player. We saw that last year. Barkley struggled all season long. Kamara struggled all season long. I mean, we see it now. Look at Kamara, a healthy Kamara. Nine receptions for 95 yards. I think he had 70 yards on the ground, um, it just completely robs these players of their explosiveness. So even if they come back, yes, it's going to take attention away from Traquan Smith, but he's not going to be healthy. So they'll probably let him rest. I mean, the, the Saints just lost to the Raiders, so uh, they probably will try to rush him back, um, even if it's as a decoy. But uh, Traquan Smith should be a, a consistent flex player for you um, if that's what you're looking for. Again, you, you don't spend too much on them. I mean, you may even want to try to wait. Uh, if you're on, if you don't have Fab and you're on waiver wire, wait till the next day. Wait till waivers clear. See how many of these players you can add for free and save your waiver position. Um, but at this point, pretty much everyone's injured, and there's not really any backups that are going to emerge as studs. I mean, the only one that I could think of off the top of my head is if something were to happen to Melvin Gordon, and they were to run Royce Freeman out there like without Lindsey and Melvin Gordon, and, and they have no other choice. Um, you know, if something happens to Aaron Jones, we'd see more A.J. Dillon. I mean, there's a few. Um, but again, 
You know, if you added Josh Kelly, he's probably a top handcuff in case something happens to Eckler. If you have Hines and something happens to Jonathan Taylor, uh, Hines is going to have a huge role then. Um, but we want to save our waiver ads because we want to make sure we're at the top. If there's another injury that strikes, we want to be able to get one of our top guys. All right, let's talk about tight ends real quick. Um, Mo Alley Cox for the, uh, the Colts. Jack Doyle was a scratch. Trey Burton's out a few weeks. Um, let's have some more bourbon. Mm. All right, I'm going to put this on ice. I'm going to see how it opens up. Uh, I kind of felt bad about it because it's so good without ice. But after this, I'm putting it away. This is this is just too good. I'm saving this. I'm saving this for any time you all come visit me in the lounge. Anytime you're in Cincinnati, hit me up. Have a seat in the lounge. We'll drink on some whiskey, talk fantasy football. I'll save it for you. So Mo Alley Cox, he he had five for one, 111 yards this last week. Phillip Rivers loves his tight ends. Mo Alley Cox has the basketball background. Uh, you know, we know Antonio Gates. I believe Hunter Henry played ball. Uh, you know, so these athletic tight ends, Phillip Rivers is used to them. Mo Alley Cox is going to fill in nicely. Um, be a target. I mean, I I throw two bucks at him. He's a tight end. There's going to be other players that uh, that uh, your league mates are probably looking at. So Mo Ali Cox, you could probably sneak in if you need a tight end. Jonu Smith. If you don't have Jonu Smith, then you're not taking any of my advice. If you're listening to me, I might not be right all the time, but I'm going to try to help you hit these late round sleepers. Uh, and Jonu Smith was a player that I have in every single one of my leagues. Every single one of my drafts, I have Jonu Smith, including Scott Fishbowl. I, I hyped him as the breakout tight end this year. Uh, he checked all the boxes. We talked about that, but it's too late. If you don't have him, I throw ten bucks on him. I would pick him up if he's available. This last week, he had four catches, eighty-four yards, and two touchdowns. Just a beast of a man. A mismatch. Nobody's gonna be able to hang with this guy. Uh, he right now he's fantasy. Uh, tied in number two uh, and these are how these breakouts happen these these athletic players they finally get their opportunity Delaney Walker's gone we saw at the end of last year that Jonu Smith had the potential to be a stud I mean he ran an, an 80 yard reverse a tight end that runs an 80 yard reverse um, just shows how athletic that that player is so if you don't have Jonu Smith and he's on your waiver wires throw ten dollars on your fab Literally, he's can, he can be a top five tight end this year. He can be a top five tight end this year. I mean, it's hard to say, number one, it's hard to supplant Kelsey. Um, but right now, he's nipping on Kelsey's heels as the number one fantasy tight end after two weeks. Get him if you can. Um, he's not going to be like this every – he scored two weeks in a row. He's not going to do that every week. There's going to be some weeks where he disappears, where he has like 20 yards because eventually defenses are going to try to game plan against him. Uh, right now, they're going to game plan against Henry. Um, but as long as A.J. Brown's at, John is probably going to be one of the focal points of the offense. Uh, so keep your eye on him. Get him if you can. Mike Gusecki is another one. Uh, Mike Gusecki is being used all over the field. They're using him in slot formation. They're using him as tight end. Uh, this last week, he put up, what, eight for 130 and one. Never, I've never been a Gusecki fan. But if the Dolphin coaches are smart enough to move him around to utilize his mismatches, 
I'm not a fan of him as a tight end, but if they want to use him as a weapon and he produces, I'm, I'm down for that. I, I'll pick him up and, and, and see if he cont continues to be consistent. I'd probably throw eight bucks on him uh, in fab because I'm not really sure. I mean, he had a, he had a good week. Uh, I'm not sure that's going to you know remain the same. Uh, it could just been because the Bills' corners were pretty tough, so they were um, utilizing him against you know a weaker defender. Uh, but you know, you put up eight for one thirty and a touchdown. I mean, you got my attention. So uh, you know, I'd probably go for someone like Mo Ali Cox cheaper, just because I just don't trust Kaseki. But again, he he could be the real deal. Um, so have him on your radar. And then the last one's Jordan Reed for the 49ers. Just put up seven receptions, 50 yards, and two touchdowns. I mean, Kyle Shanahan, he he knows what he's doing. And with Kittle out, as long as Jordan Reed is healthy, you know, and, and who knows how long that's going to be. Um, you know, I, I throw a few bucks on Jordan Reed. Uh, you know, I don't know if they rush Kittle back because everyone's been getting hurt. So maybe they let Kittle rest a little bit and see what happens um but jordan reed he could be a um a safety blanket for jimmy garoppolo if jimmy garoppolo comes in or or whoever replaces garoppolo uh may lean on the tight end so jordan reed could be an excellent ad uh for a few bucks uh so i think that's it let's talk about quarterbacks real quick quarterbacks i'd probably throw on one quarterback leagues i'd throw a dollar on these quarterbacks see if you can nab one gardner Minshew, right Gardner Minshew right now is uh, quarterback 10, fantasy quarterback 10. Uh, this Thursday, he plays against the Dolphins, and the Dolphins just gave up 400 yards to Josh Allen. Uh, Josh Allen also threw four touchdowns. So Minshew, if you're struggling at quarterback or your quarterback's injured, target Minshew, try to get him. Uh, but another quarterback that you might want to focus on that it could actually probably help you for the entire season is Ryan Tannehill. So far this year, he has six touchdowns. He has no interceptions. At the end of last year, he was one of the top fantasy quarterbacks to end the year. And right now, he's fantasy quarterback nine. So there's a good chance in, in, in all your leagues, unless you're running an eight-man league, that Tannehill could probably be a starter for you. So what I would do is I'd probably add him, put him on your bench. Uh, if you have someone, you know, you know, from one through eight, someone like Russell Wilson or Josh Allen or Dak Prescott or Lamar Jackson or Pat Mahomes. You know, obviously you're not going to start Tannehill, but put him on your put him on your roster as a backup if he's available, and just sit on him because he could be consistent top ten quarterback every week. And if something happens to your starter, simply plug and play. Put Tannehill in. He's got the rushing upside. Uh, he's got the weapons. He's got Jonu Smith and AJ Brown and Corey Davis. Um, so he, he's a, he's a really good add. Um, for someone that might want to stash a quarterback, uh, and then two other ones, Derek Carr tonight. I think he had over he had over two hundred something yards, three touchdowns, very efficient in this John Gruden offense. The Raiders are two and zero, so he's someone that everyone's going to sleep on because he's Derek Carr, but could quietly have a terrific season when he actually had weapons. Uh, he was an MVP candidate, so last year he looked like garbage, but this year he's looked very very good, very efficient. Definitely something that you might want to keep your eye on. And then Joe Burrow. Last week he had, um, uh, last Thursday night, he had, um, what, 60 pass attempts? Um, let me pull that up. 37 for 61. 
316. So Joe Burrow is definitely somebody you want to target um, if you want to just stash a quarterback because the Bengals are going to be pass heavy. I mean, Mixon's has sucked for the first two weeks of the season, uh, and he needs to pick it up because I was hyping him. He needs to pick it up. Um, but the Bengals are going to pass. So Burrow, he's got the rushing upside as well. Burrow is definitely going to be, I, I can already tell you, this year we could see them proving Josh Allen. He was who we were hyping uh, as a potential top five. Next year, I think it's going to be Joe Burrow. He's got the rushing upside. Um, he has the coach who loves to pass the football. Uh, if A.J. Green's back, he should be a year removed from his injuries. Maybe he looks a little better. Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, uh, C.J. Uzoma was starting to come around. Now he's got an Achilles tear, so I don't know what they're going to do with tight end. Drew Sample, I mean, I'm not really impressed with Drew Sample. Um but he's going to be the tight end. So Joe Burrow is something that you might want to target uh, if you want a quarterback to just stash. And then let's real quick, before I get you out of here, let's talk about um, some players that you could probably get a week early uh, and and spend probably no money on uh, and just see what happens. Uh, and two guys um, – that are really under the radar right now. And and one is the uh, Colts receiver, Zach Pascal. You know, Paris Campbell, we love Paris Campbell, but, you know, we I talk about how he's made of glass and he just seems to get injured all the time. And it's unfortunate he's got a PCL injury, which they don't know when he's going to return, so there's no timetable for him. Uh, so Zach Pascal is going to jump in. I believe he's going to play the slot right away. Uh, and right now Pittman is injured, but Pittman will play on the outside. Uh, and if he's injured, that's going to mean more targets available for Pascal. And last year, Pascal had a, a little mini breakout with T.Y. going down and uh, Paris Campbell out for the year. Uh, last year, he had 41 catches, 600 yards, and five touchdowns. Um, so I think that he's going to come in and be the slot. And, and I think that um, nobody's going to even add him this week. So if waiver's clear and, and you don't get anybody that you want and you need a receiver, go ahead and jump on Zach Pascal. Zero dollars in your fab. Zero waiver movement. Add him up. Stash him on your bench. Um, and I think he's a flex player every week in that offense. And then in Nikhil Harry, right, he finally had a game that made him look like he's got potential to be the number one receiver in that class last year. He just had eight receptions for 72 yards against the Seahawks. So he's coming around. He's coming around. So if you don't, I mean, obviously he's on dynasty rosters, but on seasonal leagues, uh, most likely he's not rostered at all. I, I doubt he's going to be picked up. Um, so jump on him a week early because we don't know what week three is going to bring. Um, get him for free right now because if he puts up another eight for 72 or if he puts up his first 100-yard game or his first touchdown, he's going to then jump on everyone's radar and say, oh, and Nikhil Harry, we thought about this. Let's go get him. Well, you can get him a week early right now. Let's get him for free. Some running backs. Uh, Frank Gore would cost you nothing. He had 23 carries for 60 yards. I mean, it's not exciting, but... If you need a flex player and you don't have any fab or, or you don't want to spend your waiver on a running back, uh, look at Frank Gore. Look at Wayne Gallman. I think he had one good game last year when Barkley went down for 100 yards. I mean, they got Deion Lewis. I mean, the Giants are the Giants. They're not going to replace Barkley. 
so I wouldn't spend any money on Giants. If you want to go after Deion Lewis after waivers clear, you know I wouldn't fault you for that either. Uh, and then Devontae Freeman, he he visited the Giants today. I didn't see any type of deal. So I just had it with ice. I think I think it actually I think it actually. Um, if you really want a smooth whiskey, you put it on ice. But I really think that defeats the purpose. I think this is like a Blanton's. You don't add ice. You just drink it neat with no ice in a Glencairn glass. So you can you know enjoy the, the scents and the flavors and the aromas. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely drink it. But it's such a different. The weeded bourbon is such a different flavor profile from, from anything else. And. And I really, I really love this. I really love this bourbon. I'm, re I'm really glad that I get it. Um, so Devonte Freeman, uh, you can get him for free, especially if he's not with the team. Go ahead and add him for for free for zero dollars, because somewhere down the line, someone's probably going to sign him. But it's taken this long, so either he wants a lot of money, he probably wants way more money than teams are willing to pay. I think he can be serviceable. I think maybe he can be an RB two in the right situation, flex player. Uh, and some people are going to go out and they're going to try to get him because they anticipate he's going to sign with somebody. But if he, if he hasn't signed with a team on waivers, don't spend any money on him. I just wait and I throw in a zero fab or, or $1 in case you think other people are going to put in for zero. Um, and if you got a roster spot, maybe you sit on him for a week and see what happens. Um, but I, I wouldn't spend too much money on Freeman because he may not even sign. You never know. Or he might sign in Philly and be a backup. So... Be careful with that one. That's it. I, I appreciate you coming into the lounge. Uh, we try to do some ad drops. Hopefully it helps you out. Uh, and, you know, we got to crush these fantasy leagues. So stay tuned. Uh, Thursday, I'm going to drop the Dynasty Buzz. And then Saturday, we're going to talk more DFS. So that's it. Follow me on Twitter at Roto Lounge. Uh, you can find me on YouTube. I haven't produced anything on YouTube. Uh, Roto Lounge and also got a Patreon, uh, patreon.com backslash Roto Lounge. Uh, I appreciate you guys coming to uh, to the lounge to talk football and enjoy your drink tonight. And sorry that I'm rambling, but um, this 90 proof didn't hit me at all. So I need to get some stronger stuff. All right, y'all take it easy. Hit me up on Twitter if you have any questions, any lineup questions, any ad drop questions or start sit questions, uh, and I'll definitely respond to you. So good luck this week. If I only if I only have you one day a week for the ad drop episode, then that's great. But tune into the Dynasty episode, and uh, and if you're playing Daily Fantasy, tune into that Daily Fantasy episode. Till next time. This has been. Roto Lounge.